when we were shoveling snow to play ball in February and March. For me, it's playing ice hockey with the boys and making that amazing pass. And when the clock went down to zero, every team just came down to the court and they started just to celebrate with us. And that moment was so pure because I just remember thinking, wow, like we're just a big team. Hey, this is Dominic Susi, and welcome to my purest sports moment. All right, Stefan, all right, Bianca, Amal, how are you guys doing? Good. I'm all right, I'm all right. Everything's, everything's good in Quebec City right now, so it's kind of a spring day. We actually, I went skateboarding today with my, with my, with my kiddos, so it's pretty cool, like, to go skateboarding in a parking lot actually like a, in an underground parking lot today that was my we don't we don't do the the thing like in la like you amal we actually do like the like the real grunge thing that I go like in parking lot stuff so that's the that's our thing right now i had, had to do it with the kid with the kids there's jewel actually is, is gonna come in on the call at some point so welcome to our first edition of college actually purist Sportswoman, so I'm guessing you guys are in college, but you don't go to class right now. Is that it, Stefan? Yeah, um, I'm not in college. I'm in law school, but yeah. What? I don't go into I'm, I'm, I'm from Canada. Like, why is is it different? Like the are you, like college and law school. What is it like? Yes, they're distant systems. What? We're the only country that does it. What? That is true. It's like a postgraduate like med, thing. Not like med school or. Yeah, but um, for your juris doctorate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. like now I'm confused. Like, like you're, let's say you're, you're, uh, uh, aren't you like going to Duquesne University right now? Yeah, Duquesne University School of Law. So I did undergrad already. Like, and my degree was in political science and sociology. But now this is like a um, okay. advanced okay. degree. Cool. And after that, like, do you have like the to pass like like the bar exam or something like that? Okay, you still you still. Okay, yep. you still have that. It never ends. Yeah, I never. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So, and, and you, Amal, you're like a, you're studying like you're a major in in a lot of stuff like right now, or is it French or English? No, I was just taking French classes, but um, I'm a English major. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's taking what... he's taking French class, but I, yesterday I sp I spoke to him in French, and he was like, "What are you say?" Yeah. No. <laughs> Okay, Quebecois and French that they teach in American schools very different. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. I'll give this to Amai. <laughs> it's extremely difficult. So I'll give it to you guys. Yeah, it's a yeah. It's a it's easy when you when you actually were, were born in French. So now I'm happy about that. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and Amal, do you since you're you're from LA, have you like are you like into a bit of like a skateboarding or like or or like surf or something like that. Like, tell me your surf or something like that. Uh, I cannot tell you that because my center of gravity isn't the best. So I try to stay off of things that aren't, you know, stable to the ground. Um, surfing, uh, skateboarding. I, As a basketball player, your center of gravity is off the ground. It's hard to believe that. Yeah, I'm a, a couple years <laughs> removed from my prime, so. <laughs> But you, you don't you like. I thought it was like a like a normal thing to go to the beach when you're LA, like, but you guys don't go to the beach. Oh no, I'll be at the. I'm probably gonna go to the beach after this, but um, I'll be at the beach like two or three times a week for sure. Okay, but surfing, I, I don't like to get in the water at the beach. What do you do? Like your push-ups? <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, no, I will go run up there. I'll, I'll work out at the beach, but most of the time I'll just go up there to uh, see the sunset or go to Cabo Cantino or Teddy Ray. Shout out to them; they have nice buddies at tacos. Nice, nice, nice. So, like, uh, since you since you're from uh, from the West Coast, like, you didn't like send me like your video on time for for the podcast today, uh, like classical like West Coast thing right now. So, what's what's your? Tell me, we, we're gonna go right to it. So, what's your what's your purest sports moment? Like, uh, thinking back to your your high school day, let's say when you were like doing like crossovers in basketball. What's uh what's your what's your purest sports moment? Um, all right, my peer support moment was my most humbling moment. Oh. And, um, it was like my sophomore year in high school. I was with my trainer. We were working out in the gym and he was having me do defensive drills. And, you know, I 
prided myself on being an offensive player. I was one of the best shooters. Um, so I really didn't care much about defense, but my trainer insisted that I play defense. So while we were walking through defensive drills, he kind of broke me and, you know, I fell. But, like, he talked to me afterwards. He was like, you know, it happens. You know, let's work on your defense. This is exactly what we're working on. So in my head, that kind of just forced me to stop thinking about what I'm good at and focus on what I need to work on. That's good. That's good. So, what kind? What kind of shooter were you like? Are you like a like a three point shooter, or are you like a, a like all over the place, off the dribble? Like, what, what do you do? As soon as I touch the ball and I have a little bit of space, it's going up and it's going in. Uh, you you that kind? Yeah. To this day. Uh, what what do you mean to this day? You you, you know <laughs> like if you if you're that kind, like, at, at some point you have to make it to the UCLA like official squad. If you're still like. Playing for the uh, for the rec league at, at, at UCLA, you you better like show yeah. me like thirty points a game or something like that. I I, st I stay uh, playing basketball occasionally. I was even I was actually on the uh, girls practice team. A what? The UCLA girls practice team. They um basically it's like the the reg the regular team consists of the regular team with the girls, and then they have a practice team specifically just to help them, like, get through drills or scrimmage them and, like, basically give them real game simulations. Oh, that's, so, that's dope. Mm -hmm. So you, you... Yeah, so I was on that. Like, every, like, like, do you, like, go, like, practice, like, every every day or what? Mm -hmm. Ah. Is that, yeah. is that, is that, is that a common thing, like, in, in, a, in the States where you actually, they do that with women? Yeah, like, every team across mm -hmm. the country. Wow. Yep. In, is it something that you do like in hockey too, Bianca? Yeah. So uh, I don't know if y'all remember this, but a couple of years ago, the USA women's team played a game against Salisbury High School, which was a boys team, which was like an exhibition game. Um, and so it's actually kind of a common thing, even in hockey, to have, you know, managers come on the ice and help with drills and things like that. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. Like, uh, I know like sometimes they, they do it in a... Uh, over here, but it's not it's not official. Like it's just like oh, like, let's do one practice against the boys, but that's it. But we don't have that like that much. Oh, we have Joel right now. Yeah. Hey, are you doing, Joel? Uh, tired. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys from the West Coast. It's all it's always complicated. You were you were actually like on Clubhouse, like trying like in the hallway in, in Clubhouse right now in the, in the app trying to find us right now. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, no, we're having it in Riverside. And I'm like, the city? What? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, hold up. So, funny that you bring up Riverside. I actually just binge watch, and I truly mean binge watch, Last Chance You, the basketball. Shout out to um, I'm walking right now. Okay, I won't say anything. I won't say anything. Yeah. I'm going to not say anything. <laughs> But they have one of the players is from Riverside. So that's like the first time I ever put it together. And I was so proud in this moment. It felt like a slumdog millionaire moment where you were like Riverside. And I was like, oh, it's a place in California. Okay, that's why. Like my life is perfect. Yeah, actually, together. me and Ahmad know um, Tamane. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's our boy. That's, that's why. Close, like, close and, 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 and now I have to like to not cancel my my subscription to uh, Netflix because I was about to like I'm kind of tired of Netflix right now. I think their original like kind of sucks right now. So I'm like, all right, like, let me. I'm jumping on Prime and it's pretty good. I'm jumping on uh, Apple yeah. Apple Plus, and uh, and now I have to go back to maybe l l listening to uh, to uh, this uh, basketball show. But you know what? Like yeah. I I've been like watching the uh, I watched the, the the documentary with. Uh, And Michael Jordan, the one, like the last dance. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it. Like uh, after five, I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm done. Like uh, I would like every listener to acknowledge that everyone on this face, everyone on this call, their face was just shocked. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I, I, that's like arguably the greatest team that ever touched a sport. Yeah, but uh, the, the thing, the thing though, like, is that I did re read the book. Like one of the book about that, like, uh, like maybe like uh, it was called like the Jordan Rules. So, like one of the nicest book I ever read about sport. Uh, this and uh, Andre Andre Agassi uh, book was really nice too. But so I read that book and so kind of the documentary is kind of the same thing. So I was kind of bored a bit. And for me, like 
I know you guys are really young, so like for you, like you like you you sing this and it's like, oh wow, it's like. But for me, like I was live back in the days, like watching MJ play. So like I, I'm seeing this those highlights. I'm like, I saw that like 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 twenty times, and I I saw that shot live. So for me, it's not like that big of a deal because I I do remember that MJ was like as good as like Kobe. Like better, a bit better than LeBron at one on one, but not a better player than LeBron, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I do remember that. But like for me, so yeah, yeah, it's it's wild that you say this. But I have a question, you know, for the three of you. Then, so we're talking about uh, all of these shows and documentaries, and especially a lot of them are coming around. You know, our idols. Like I loved the Tiger Woods documentary because I grew up, you know, watching Tiger play and. Yeah. Um, so for the three of you, who, who would you say has been, and it doesn't have to stay to basketball because for me, right, I was a hockey player and I still idolized what Tiger Woods brought in terms of intensity and uh, overall athleticism. Like who for you, and Stefan, we'll start with you because you're in my corner, um, <laughs> was that kind of person that you looked up to as an athletic inspiration or just an like, athlete that could have been an overall inspiration? Um. All three, Kobe, Michael Jordan, and LeBron. But all three because of different points in my life. I think um, Michael Jordan retired when I was in kindergarten, maybe first grade. So at that point, you know, that's all everyone talked about. Like, you want to be Michael Jordan. Plus, I lived in the D.C. area. He was playing on the Wizards at that point. Couldn't tell us anything. So I looked up heavily to Michael Jordan. You wanted to be like Mike. So that was the thing. Kobe Bryant, just because he's always been that guy. I mean, and when, even to date still, when I think of being clutch or just and I don't even mean necessarily relate to sports. Just if you need to get it done, you get that mentality. That's what Kobe's been historically known for. And now LeBron, as I've been getting older, because I've been watching one, how he's evolved as a person in terms of his social activism was something I admired immensely. But also, you got to give him his credit. That man is nice. And he's 36. He's playing against, you know, KD, Blake Griffin. I want to say DeAndre Jordan, James Harden. I mean, Kyrie Irving, you name it. I mean, he's playing against everything but he's also still really holding his own so that's in terms yeah. of longevity he's it's, he's another goat that i've looked up to a lot we we, we can ask joel yeah. but like uh like i want to hear something else than 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 damien later that <laughs> she, she she's got a, she's got a, she's got a crush on him like for sure like yeah so <laughs> can you can you blame her though can you blame her <laughs> so let me scratch him off my list um <laughs> No, you can keep well, it if you um, want to. Well, okay, it'll be AI for one. Um, I didn't grow off grow up off of Jordan. I grew up off of Kobe, so Kobe for sure. And I'm gonna have to throw in Serena Williams. Um, I really love the Tiger Woods documentary, but um, so the reason why I say Allen Iverson is because of the way he carried himself, like. Um, back then, like they were, they was really trying to tear down, like you mean, like the yeah. superstars, especially. Um, the ones of color and all black men. And I think the best interview for me that made me really like, oh, I really like AI was when he was like, so y'all want to talk about practice? Like, yeah. this is irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was that. Kobe, of course, just because on and off the court, he was the same person, but he used like the same mechanisms and the same thought process on the court. He used that in everyday life. He used the same thought process of everyday life you know, on the court. So it made sense. Um, Serena Williams, I really look up to her because the media and everybody is just so quick and easy to just build her down. And she still prevails. Like, she tunes all that out. I mean, they're literally booing her. Like, tennis is a quiet, it's supposed to be a quiet sport, and y'all are booing her. But she's still the best athlete. Like, 17 titles. It's just, wow. I mean, they're, it's just the way she carries herself and she doesn't break if that makes it. She doesn't let it like get to her to the point to where like she's down bad, like losing bad. Like they're attacking her not only as an athlete, but now as a mother too. Like, whew, that takes a lot of strength. Like, yeah, a lot of patience too. So yeah, those are my idols. And why, why are you having like this much of a, because uh, we, we did have an IG live on it and you, 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 you did went off like for that. Like, I think like 25 or 30 minutes on Damien later. So, what what is it with litter? Oh, um. <laughs> so the reason why I thirty seconds, thirty seconds. 
The reason why I love Dave though is because um, what's going on right now in the NBA is a prime example why I love Dame. Like, everybody's trying to create this super team against Braun. He's on the East, they go to the West. He's on the West, they go to the East now. So it's like, it's crazy. But Dame is loyal to the soil. He's staying in his hometown. He's going to play for Portland. Like, he, he'd rather get it in his own city through the mud than just go and do a cakewalk. Like, I would love to see Dame in a Lakers jersey, for sure. Like, my hometown and my favorite player, like, easy. It's win-win for me. But at the same time, I feel like it just feels a little bit different. You get to walk a little bit different, you know, when you really got it out the mud. So that's why I love Dame. Yeah. What about you, Ahmed? And because he also knows how to shut everybody up, and he don't do too much oh, talking. Yeah. He just minds his business. Am <laughs> mm-hmm. I? Uh, oh, yeah, what's so yours? Obviously, Kobe, just because of like the the hard work and the ethic, AI for his just revolutionary behavior, and also speaking on the practice interview, I watched that whole documentary, right? And majority of his conflicts was misperception. Yeah. Right. And I resonate that very deeply. Second, even in that that interview, it's not like he was just talking about practice. Like I don't do practice. Like I'm just AI. He was he was saying like, y'all want to sit here and talk about practice when we're supposed to be talking about all these other things, or we're supposed to be you know, focused on this, or, you know, he was dealing with the death of his best friend. Like, yeah. Like, I have all this stuff that's going on my mind, and you want to sit here and talk to me about some petty still stuff plays. that's happening at night. Yeah, the, 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 full, the full interview of that, like, it's it's a funny interview because, like, it's a, it's good for, like, uh, for GIF and Twitter, and but mm-hmm. the full interview of that, like, it's much deeper. Like, uh, um, like uh, I resonate with that. I have a question for you guys, like, be, be for you three, because the uh, you did mention like Serena Williams, but you guys are all mentioning, and even like Stefan, you, you you mentioned all like all basketball, and I know you've been like playing like lacrosse and stuff like that. What is it? What is it with the states right now where you don't have? Not that you don't have, but it seems that basketball takes so much place in uh, the community and in your minds and stuff like that. Like I didn't hear you like talk about like Michael Vick or something like that. Like like. Like it, it seems like football is not really like a cultural thing. I don't know if for Black America or for it, it seems like basketball oh. has a, a, a real connection with people more than anything that I've ever seen. Like you're not talking about tennis. You're not talking about I, I don't know. You're not talking about like like hockey. Of course, I'm, I'm from like why why is that? Why do you feel is that like? There's a couple of reasons. Um, one, like I feel like it depends entirely on what state of the country you're in. So everybody on the West Coast is more than likely going to, like, just play basketball. Yeah. Just stick to basketball, and it has everything to do with, like, our geographic location. Like, everybody in the South, they're a lot bigger. They're a lot more, like, massive. So they just stick to football. Plus, the, the culture of football in the South is just, like, ridiculous okay. to the point where you have middle school teams that are playing, like, in high school stadiums and high school stadiums playing in college stadiums and college stadiums looking like the entire NFL leagues. So it really does depend yeah. on exactly where you are. And I feel like it's entirely dependent on, like, the geographic way that, like, your body grows. Also, like, when I watched the documentary on, like, the Buffalo Bills and all, um, when you watch Last Chance U as well, like, the small towns over there are so, like, like Ahmad said, they're, they're more, like, shaped and everything around, like, their football teams. So, like, in the South, like, yes. everybody's big on football, like, Football brings in a lot of revenue for them. For us over here, it's really basketball, per se, which makes sense. Like Ahmad said, it's our physique and everything. But not only that, like, I remember growing up, like, in school, PE was always like, oh, basketball games, kickball. Like, it's easy to pick up on, you know? Like, it's easy to play basketball. Football, it's like, yeah, you better know this route. Like, <laughs> like uh, so it's like, I don't know. It was just always, like, basketball first, basketball first. But... Aside from even all that, I feel like as of right now, aside from basketball being even in season right now, I feel like the reason being is because a lot of our basketball players are very vocal in what's going on in society today. Yeah. More than, like, our football players. Um, But I do watch, like, athletes, the podcast, and, like, they're more so on, like, life and all and how – certain things, like, within, like, toxic masculinity and all that stuff, or 
um, how your eating habits helped you. And it's just, athlete is a nice podcast, but I do look up to football players and all. I just feel like with basketball, they're a lot more vocal with a lot of things because a lot of them are, especially young, and they came, like, they're transferring over from, like, regular society into this. So it's kind of like they're still kind of seeing this and going through it. I don't know. It's just a lot, especially do, after do the whole feel- shit up and dribble. Do you feel that like basketball yeah. maybe is is more of a like like a, a street game like uh, because it's more of a there's a street feel like it's a, like you know like if you go down south like in South America they're only going to talk about soccer for sure like the football for them like the soccer but for for them like soccer is always like oh, you go in the street and you play like and there, there's kind of a feeling with basketball I know right now with you you guys are young so like you you, you guys is it's not all about AAU and going on like trying to get to your dunk on overtime and stuff like that but like still like basketball is still it has that that street like street cred I don't, is that something that you think that even because I, i'm not sure like you might be right but like and, and we'll, we'll we'll try to get some people on the podcast from the from the south but i'm kind of i'm kind of thinking that people still love more basketball players than football players like 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 anywhere I might be wrong. Bro. It is. Yeah. Uh, that could just be because of Kobe and MJ really like MJ himself just became like the world's biggest superstar. Yeah. No matter what sports you play, you knew who Michael Jordan was and you knew what that Jordan symbol looked like. And then when Kobe started becoming Kobe, you had everybody who didn't play basketball yelling Kobe. So even when you go outside, That's true. even when you go outside and you see everybody playing, you either jokingly want to play and say Kobe or Steph or whoever's famous at the time because it's, it's just what you see on social media and, and what you're seeing in just real time. Yeah. Stefan, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say something along the same lines. It's just, I don't know necessarily why it is, but at least even around here in um, D.C. especially, like you go anywhere, you're going to see kids who um, it's a lot easier. I think it's more social and by social, it's easier to get a quick it's game in. Um, you all can meet and just play half court. It's it's much more convenient than having to set up for even if it's what seven on seven. I think that I don't know. Just even the nature of the game, it provides itself to be a lot more just social, not necessarily a time commitment, not necessarily like a body physical commitment where you're necessarily going to be all banged up the next day. Um, and it's just still enjoyable. It's something that's been seen throughout yeah. pop culture and now. It's just kind of and like Stephane, really like, caught on. Let me yeah. ask you this: like, uh, like being a being a black athlete, Stefan, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm wondering how did you come upon to play that much lacrosse? So because you play a lot of lacrosse, and that's not something like in Canada. In Canada, it it is it, actually a, a a sport that's supposed to be playing in Canada, kind of like hockey and lacrosse, but we don't play lacrosse at all, and. Uh, like I never seen like like lacrosse game. I never uh, like in person. Like that never, 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 never. So I'm just wondering, like, what's your intro intro like for for lacrosse on your on your side? Because that for me, that's like something that unexistent. Like it's, it's not existent. And uh, you're you're kind of my my first. Actually, my co-founder with Pure Instinct is a lacrosse player, but he's old. Like don't tell him that. But like, he, he's, he's old. So, but you like you're, you're the first guy I know like that looks like me a bit and that talks about lacrosse. So, where where, where do you that where did you find that love that first like intro? Um, I went to private school growing up, and that's what everyone did, and I thought yeah. that was like the cool thing to do. So I picked it up, and then was like, all right, this is kind of this is kind of fun. I want to say maybe halfway through high school, I was like, all right, well. One, I'm looking at college. I don't really want to stop. It'd be kind of fun to just keep going. And um, it just really aided itself out kind of well. But it's interesting. I just kind of really picked it up because I thought that's what everyone was supposed to do. I think I first saw it in like third grade or whatever. And um, I just thought, yeah, that was what you're supposed to do, like, I guess, yeah. to fit in or whatever. So, yeah. I, so, it wasn't like I was – yeah, go ahead. No, no. I would, I would keep going because I have a question that I'm going to ask all three of you kind of based off of that. I was going to say, it wasn't this – I was necessarily like – drawn and I did the research and was like oh my god it's more so just like a original I want to say fleeting fancy that just kind of grew, grew or blew up from there so we kind of we danced around this a little bit right like we talked about how the south is associated with football west coast basketball Devon, I know the DMV area is insane for lacrosse right so yeah, really? something mm-hmm. 
Like, that's where most recruits come from is Virginia, Maryland, Mm -hmm. big time. And so, like, I'm from New England, which means I snow ice hockey. So, for me, something that I always think about is, you know, if you were to grow up in a different location, what sport would you have played? Right. So like for me, if I'm like, oh, if I grew up in California, hell yeah, I'd play basketball like you're outside all the time. Like it's such a social sport. Hockey was such an isolating sport for because of the rink and everything that you needed. Um, But for the three of you, if you were to grow up, you know, in different areas, because something I think we're all really also getting at. Dom, you play hockey. Canada's different. We're going to forget Dom. No, like if I grew up in in Um, California, not basketball, I would be a surfer for sure. I like surf. Really? Yeah, I like surf. Okay. Surf my style. I lo- I like to go just out there in the wave and say, "Hey, let's go. Let's take some wave." I'm not good, but I I love it. I love surf. And, get started, and uh, skateboarding. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you guys think you would play if that was like the area was different, the vibes were different? Uh, if I was overseas, like definitely would have played soccer because and... I mean, I would play soccer. Okay. I started like that, uh, high school and I fell in love with soccer. So I feel like if I was overseas, I think I would be in like the league right now. Which league? Any league. I'll play boys <laughs> and girls. Not just me. <laughs> talk your talk, man. That was not good, though. I love it. But yeah, I really fell in love with soccer. If I would have started when I was like a baby, I feel like I probably would have been somewhere. Mm-hmm. Ahmad, what do you think? I'm so sorry. My phone is being chipping, and I'm trying not to mess up the podcast. That's Ahmad would have been a psychic. Okay. A what? For sure. Oh. You said I would have been a what? A cyclist. Tour de France. <laughs> what sports are in the Tour de France? <laughs> oh sweet angel oh my really gosh. My... <laughs> all right I'm, I'm gonna send you a documentary about lance armstrong we'll not, figure it out only... together is the tour of the first only cycling okay yeah. so, no it's, you it's serious now uh-huh. oh i would be a formula one if i was yes definitely formula one okay that that's not all a sport right, i'm that's here not for a that sport. Yes, it is. Yes, don't you dare. Yes, it is. Don't you I, dare. No. Oh my. Yes, it is. That's a sport. So Dom and I get into this because I'm also a Formula One writer. Oh so my I my season's about to start. I excited. Jewel, it's okay. We can be on the same team, and yeah. Dom can have his opinions I got, about I got, this. I got strong opinion about some some of the stuff. Okay, I got uh, about all the stuff that have an engine that actually push you. I'm sorry. And if gravity push you down like an eel, if gravity push you down an eel, I do believe it's not a sport. I, th- I think it's a leisure. So if you're doing like, let's say, snowboarding at Christmas and stuff like that, just it's fun. It's I love snowboarding. It's fun. It's not a sport. It's a leisure. So driving a car, driving a car is a, is a cool like- leisure. I love driving my car with with music. It's not a sport. That's my that's my point. So, so, so when you go cross country skiing, you don't think it's that, a sport. D- did I say that? I said no, 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 you no. Said you said snowboarding. Snow- There's a big difference. You said gravity. No, because like in, in cross country skiing, you you actually you, if you start at this point, you have to go up the hill. You go up the hill, and then when you go down, you you go at the same place as you as you start. In gravity sport like snowboarding. There's something that lifting you to the top of the hill. And then the only thing you have to do is just glide just down. Like it's easy. Like it's just easy. It's just like you just go up and it's easy. Like obviously if you're for Olympic athletes, the training is going to be tough. But like the training is tough. But like the sport itself is a leisure because like you're using gravity. Formula One is not a leisure. You can kill, you can die. It, and it's not even like NASCAR. It's not a loop. I mean, we're literally like on a mountain. Like it takes, it's so much training in that perception. No, I don't even get me started. So we can- Okay, so, no, Jewel, so, so now, so now like the, the, your definition of a sport is that you can die. Is that, is that it? I'm just saying that it takes a lot. This is a sport. It's a sport. Why? It's a sport. You could die. You could die playing basketball. 
don't you know. You could die playing football like, for sure. One I, one concussion I, going wrong. I didn't. I didn't say that. That Formula One is not tough, though. Like, I know it's tough. I know it's incredible what they do and stuff like that. I know you probably need to be a great athlete to be to be in it because it's going to be taxing and stuff like that. Like, but like if there's a night engine like pushing you and stuff like that, and if also also big if if there's a team with you like that that are not doing this sport or that they're I don't know how you call that Bianca. You're better than me. Like the they're the engineers yeah. and the and the the, the pit yeah, and it, it, you have like no chance to win if you're not like driving a mercedes like right now because they're like the best one that's that's bullcrap that's, 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 imp that's impossible that's not a sport like it, if everybody got the same that's, car that's, like, that's a sport that's like wrong yes yes huh? that's like having a no don't even that's, your pit crew is like your mercedes benz that's like a super team right That's your super team, the Mercedes Benz, the pit crew, your team, the factory. That's your little super team, right? That's the same thing like with the Nets or the Lakers. Like, that's the same. It's super teams. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm grab you both off of this topic to actually kind of continue this, but in a fun way. We still like to have fun on the podcast. Um, so if there, so, you know, when you're watching the Olympics, And you kind of look and you go, how is this a sport? So, like, for me, that's ribbon dancing. I'm just, like, I as as an ex-hockey player that used to grind out in the gym and, like, get on the ice, get hit by people. And I watch a woman or a man, you know, dance across with a ribbon. Are there any sports that you guys watch at the Olympics that you just, you have to watch because you're like, I don't understand? But it's also super entertaining. Curling. Curling. Okay. Curling. I do not get it. I cannot get it. I don't know what it is about brushing or sweeping ice that makes it like is it in the Olympics. I will not understand it. And I've accepted that. I, I still want to like. I can't. I can't not watch. Like, just what is it that has such a hold on the world? Yeah, that one I'm gonna just have to chalk up to like being one of the first sports invented or something, and they just kept it around. Yeah, I think so. Like, I I went like one one time actually curling over here because there's a couple of places in Quebec you can curl. Do the curling stuff. It's it's fun. Again, it's fun. It's really tough. It's really really tough. Like it's impossible like to be to master it. It's really really tough like to master. It. So big up to all those. But like they're still like brushing like the the, the heights or something like that. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of special. But I don't want to mess too much because like I don't want Joel like to like go, go inside the computer and just like strangle me right now. Like I'm kind of I'm kind of like uh, I'm scared. I, was about to ask him I didn't even so, say anything. I just you, you did you did scream at me. Jules, Jules googling. You did scream at me. Bro, about what? What about rowing? I'm not saying like I know. rowing really. No, I'm just curious. I didn't. I'm not saying I'm against it or for it. I just want to hear y'all. <laughs> oh, so so I I it's very difficult. I had friends in college row and they put me on an erg once and let me tell you how gassed I was in under two minutes. Like it, that machine humbles you like nothing I've ever met, which is really embarrassing because you think you're just gonna like row a little boat and you're gonna freaking crush it because you're like I have muscles, and then an inanimate object kicks your ass. Yeah, it's tough. So I yeah. do have some respect for rowers, <laughs> but it looks silly as all hell. I will say that. <laughs> there's a thing though with yes. there's a thing with those sports. Some of those sports like that, like I'm. I'm a, obviously like I invented the sport because I had something in my mind about sports and so that, and you guys, you two, Amal and Joel, you actually experienced like, I think like level four of the sports, so kind of like, like how we grow, grew the sport a bit. It, it's just like some of the stuff like that, like I do understand, like, let's say cycling. Okay. I know it's a sport, like rowing. I know it's a sport. I just feel that sometimes we, we, we say th things are sport, but they shouldn't be sport. They're like a, a a way to transport yourself, okay? I do cross-country skiing. I love it. I just don't see why we have to do it as a sport, okay? Because now, like, I'm doing cross-country skiing, and let's say I'm, I'm racing with it. I'm racing with skis and stuff like that, and then we trip and stuff like that. Like, I hate that stuff. Like, the same thing with cycling. Cycling is the greatest, like, way to transport yourself as a human being. I just don't feel that we need to do, like, a, like, like, Peloton and stuff like that, and like people like crush, crash, and, and stuff like that. I just don't, I don't understand like why we have to do a race about it. Like for me, like it's just, it's not, it's not. A, and rowing <laughs> kind of the same idea. It's like a, it's it's a boat, so like it's a good good like way to transport yourself. It's it's incredible. 
great idea for a human being. I just don't, I don't, don't feel like we need to do a sport. And I always do the comparison for me. Like we have a lot of snow over here. So I, I'm, sho I'm shoveling a lot of snow, like in the winter time. And it's really tough, like to shovel the snow, but I don't need to do like a sport out of it. Like, like, like to, Hey, I'm, I'm the master of the, you can just, just shovel the snow and that's it. And it's going to be tough. It is tough. And you, I can, actually, there's a lot of people that die of, sh of shoveling snow. So, so it's official. Dom thinks that anything involving transportation is not a sport, and that death should not be what classifies a sport. So, getting <laughs> kind of going, I'm going to reel us real back in to something that I think the three of you were mentioning um, kind of a lot, and I actually took a note on it. Is you know when we're thinking about athletes, and we're thinking specifically about our communities, right? Like, I think one of the things that we are all kind of hinting at low key with basketball was the ability to have a voice for your community. The, um, you know, like when Kyrie took his break and people were trying to say, you know, hey, what's going on with him? And he came back, he said he needed to take time because of what was happening in the community, what was happening with his mental health. He came back and he's been absolutely phenomenal for you know, the Nets this season. To you guys, especially being individuals that are in college, briefly out of college, in law school, um, how important to you, you know, through your genesis as athletes and now, is it that athletes, you know, represent their community, that it's no longer this mentality of shut up and dribble, that it's actually the opposite, that people are encouraged to use their platform? Yeah, I think it's the most important. Um, I think that everyone has a position or a platform and everyone has a social responsibility to use it. I think that that responsibility comes from wanting the best for those around you, for your community, it's what made you, you should want to leave whatever place you are better than when you found it. So whether that's the school that you're at now, the place you grew up, the team that you're playing for now, you have, a, I would say, a self-imposed sort of duty to have some sort of beneficial one relationship, but also effect on that place while you're there. Um, yeah. When do you think, you know, you, you use the word duty, and I think that's a really great description because it, it's part of the job now. When do you think that changed? Because I remember five years ago when there really was no platform, you know, even eight years ago when I was growing up, women couldn't speak about not being paid equally to men in sports. Like there wasn't that, you know, that membrane, that barrier hadn't been broken yet. So like, when do you, do you think that that really kind of took a turn? Um... I would say that Kaepernick probably started it, like on the mass level that we see it now. Um, once he kind of really stood up to the league and they blackballed him, I think that's when a lot of people really kind of realized the severity of the situation. And I think there's also kind of a sentiment that, you know, if someone's taking this hard of a stance against it, why, why is it? And that being, you know, the, the powers that keep this current system in place. So I think that, um, LeBron James has built upon that immensely. I think that even seeing how other people, other industries have gotten involved through using the athletes' movement, that really I would say about 20, 2014-ish maybe is when I really started to notice the trend. I think after, well, before then, around the Trayvon Martin killing. Mm -hmm. Now maybe 2012, but around then, after a lot of tumultuous events and various communities that we start to see a trend. Um, okay, so I, well, Amon knows this, but I spoke a lot about this on Twitter. Um, I'm all for, like, our athletes and everything speaking on, like, these political issues and all. Like, I'm definitely for that. I think I just have a problem when, like, the general public expects more out of them than they do our, like, actual politicians and stuff, if that makes sense. Like, um, 100%. I, yeah. So, like, when I had said that on Twitter, people thought I was, I don't know what people were thinking, but I knew what I said, and I just like, okay. But it's just it just gets to, a, a like, a problem to me. It's like, you guys are attacking, like, you guys are attacking basketball players that have no kind of actual power, power, like, at the snap of a finger that can actually change this more than you guys are actually going after the people that we are putting in position and power that have like the actual power to change this. Like let's, let's kind of focus our energy or move the same energy and give the same energy towards that too as well. Like I'm for both of it, you know, 
it's just like I don't know. Yeah, that was just my whole thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, and I, I, I completely agree. And I, but I think, yeah, go for it. Oh no, you're you're fine. I was just like, yeah, that was just how I felt, and I felt like a lot of things were kind of performative after, um, a point in time. Like it was kind of like, damn, as a franchise, we need to do something so people don't call us out for being anti-black. Like you know, it wasn't kind of like out of like the because they care. So a lot of things kind of from like industries and all kind of just felt like it's a trend so let me hop on it you know but it's not a trend this is like reality this is our like our actual life so that was also an issue that's when things just kind of get kind of tricky a lot of propaganda a lot of performative yeah. action and and you know i think that's something i'm happy to kind of dig in on because right there has been a lot of talk around you know why are NFL, NHL teams expected to do this when the lawmakers aren't making these attributions. But I think we put such an emphasis um, on broadcast media, on social media, on that being the voice that then, you know, resonates with you and me, right? Instead of focusing on the lawmakers. So there's finding that part of it. Um, I know when the NBA came out and they were allowing players to change their last names or not put last names, put things like Black Life Matters or I Can't Breathe. Um, you know, there was a lot of conversation around, is this performative or is this actually supportive? And so I'm, you know, curious to hear as you guys, once again, are growing up in this age of hearing how sports and um, political matters and social justice come apart, you know, and how they're kind of intertwined at this point. How important do you think that is, you know, for your generation and then also for the generation that's now going through high school and, and into college? Um, I want to preface my preface my answer with this is just exactly why I hate capitalism. Um, because at a certain perspective, sports is entertainment, and entertainment is a business. So technically, you have to stay in that realm of entertainment. However, at the end of the day, those people involved, like that's their job as well. Like you know, like that's their career. That's their their platform, that's their way to voice what they really do want to talk about or the things that are, I guess, important in the world. And why would you want to work for a company that doesn't really care about you? But understanding how the beast of capitalism works, you kind of look at how the NBA has to kind of play this role of, okay, we have to look like we care, even if we don't care. And if we don't care, we're still going to make money anyway. So it's like, let's make more money by looking like we care. But there, there are some people that care, and then there's those like, uh, like, like the whole Donald Sterling case when that happened. Like, it's a prime example of you're going to be able to change the faces and put different price tags on certain players, but you're never really going to be able to change the institutions that started everything. Yeah. I think I think an interesting thing that we saw this week too is you know Myers Myers Leonard just like had an anti-Semitic slur come out right, and Julian Edelman wrote this really beautiful eloquent letter of like, hey, you know now it's we're not even worrying about aggressors, we're worrying about people that are ignorant or that are just saying things to say things and not understanding, you know the value of that. And I think, you know, to your point, Julian Edelman is an entertainer, but now he's also becoming an educator. Mm-hmm. How do you? feel that that's kind of taking a role in the future of athletics of professional sports not just being that entertainer but potentially being an educator as well specifically to me um yes <laughs> or anyone like, you you got me on this role of that i'm excited oh yeah, for sure, go for it i feel like um going forward everybody's going to be a lot more comfortable with speaking up if they have a certain platform which is kind of like where I feel like right now it's kind of hesitant to where this is going to go because it, it could either go really well in terms of like everybody becomes able to speak their piece or it's going to go into like, okay, only the LeBrons and only the, the Kyries of the world are going to be able to speak up and massively be heard. Because let's be honest, if somebody spoke up that is like a, a non-household name and he said a quote or something, it's not going to go as viral as LeBron or Steph said it. So going forward, I think I'm hoping going forward that like players like LeBron and Steph are going to be able to like set the tone to where it's just a normality for players 
educators and or entertainers to like step into that realm of like voicing their opinions. Let, let me ask you, you guys that like, uh, I think, and Stefan, the dummy, you, you had something to add on, about on that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, just kind of going off that with people using their positions. Um, I want to say it was over the summer or maybe it was earlier this fall, but the Celtics entire bench came out with um, an article. I can't remember the paper that it was in, but I noted it because it was really interesting to see that it was written by, I think, every member of the team, all 11 or 13, however many on the team. So I say that to say that what I think could happen, I very much agree with Amon, that it can go either way. This can go really well or this can go horribly. I'm inclined to think that it has the potential to go really well just because even if the non-household name kind of has a voice, I would I would like to believe, and this is the optimistic part of me speaking, that the team would aid in that, and at least boosting that. And I think that another or one organization that I really think would be more inclined to do that and then be able to be the Mavericks. I think that um, Mark Cuban is a very in tune, very open, very conscientious owner. And um, I think that if more teams continue to take that approach, that we will see. And I think that even if it goes through, you know, the teams posting their own think pieces first, that that's eventually they're going to empower even the newer or less known guys to step up and really, kind of make their voice turn. Let me, let me ask you guys that, like, uh, it's something that I've been struggling a lot from the last, the last, like, let's say, eight years, actually, like, eight to nine years in my life. And now it's getting, it's getting back into surface because I'm, I'm meeting a lot of Americans, actually, and some of the stuff, as a Canadian, it's much different. Sports is much different over here than in America. And you guys are, are talking about entertainers a lot. Uh, and for me, an entertainer... Uh, It's not like an athlete. Like I, I just don't view athletes as entertainer. Like just not at all. And for me, don't do you see like athletes as entertainers? Because like that's one thing I think that's like from all the things that we talk. There's one thing that I'm like, are they really like entertainer, or are we just saying they're entertainer? Because I'm not sure that if you talk to those guys like NBA, that they feel that they're here to entertain. Like. Because entertain for me is like Cirque du Soleil, like going like to have a show. When I'm an athlete, I'm not doing a show. Like I'm like, it's an athletic feat. Like I have like a craft. It's important for me, and it's it's more than just money. It's just like so. I don't know. Like what's your what's your think what you think about that? Like in your kind of the new generation too. I'm interested in that because I know what the whole generation like. It's like oh they're they're entertainer. I know that. Like I know that. Sports is all about entertainment, like in the states for the the older generation. But I'm I'm curious about like the, the new like college generation. How do you feel about that, Jewel? Um. <laughs> well, I was new on the spot. well, I feel like it's um. I just feel like they're just putting on a show. Like it's like they're they're just coming out doing what they do, and they just you know showing how they. Well, I can't. I don't know. It's just they're just. Showing their talent and their skill. I wouldn't call them entertainers, though, because to me, they're not entertainers. I look at them as athletes, and I look at them as individuals. When I think of an entertainer, I think of, like, comedy, like Dave Chappelle, um, rather than them really just performing. I mean, I guess, like, it's performative, like a performative entertainer, but still, I don't know what to... I just categorize them as athlete, like... To put it on a show like the lake show it's literally you know it's right there um like super Bowl state like it's all a show you know it's like i don't know i don't know what to call it i don't see them as the entertainer though yeah, yeah I don't know. me neither i feel like <laughs> like as an athlete you kind of have a different perspective on what sports mean and like the the kind of dedication that you have to have to to progress and excel in that sport so as somebody that can like understand what they go through you don't want to just belittle their craft to entertain them but on the outside of that if you don't play sports or if you don't do anything that's sport related and you just go to a, um, a laker game because it's fun to watch like at that point it's purely entertainment like i wouldn't even with like musicians or artists i don't call them entertainers either but because of the work that they produce it entertains somebody or even the masses so like at that point it's technically entertainment i feel, I feel artists are a bit different though because they, they can actually let's say it's a bit different because i'm producing something like like let's say a music 
or and after that like i don't have to do it again like for the next like month it actually the the actual track that i that i did can actually go and and go around in the world without me like being like physically like and mentally present and i think that's one thing with athletes that they have to be there like in like in real time like and be like performing like to the highest level every time like, they, they, they don't they so they have to be there like physically mentally like to the game and and that's something that i feel that it's much different than artists actually and much different than than a, than somebody in movies and stuff like that where you, you produce the movie you're a great artist but when when the movie's over like you just like you're just watching the show so it's like for for that it's entertain it's entertainment that you put out there in the world But for athletes, it's mostly like it's it's a I wouldn't say a, a job, but it's like a, you have to be there like every day. So, what what do you think, Stefan? Yeah. Do, do you feel they're entertainer? Um, we're still talking about athletes, not like not musicians, right? All right, um, athletes. I don't think they're entertainers. I think they are only in so far as. Um, going back to something that Amat said earlier, that I guess if you really think about it, sports being a business, the business is entertain their entertainment in that particular sense. And even then, I think that I would make a note that they're entertainment and not entertainers. Um, entertainment in that we enjoy watching their craft, not in the sense that their whole being or purpose is to keep us entertained. So no, I don't really think so, but I think that I could see the argument, but only on like the most basic of like trying to parse it out and break it down piece by piece that that was such a lawyerly response i love it this is what i was trying to say <laughs> i was like wow he clearly knows how to create an argument uh, but no i think you know and something we're all hitting on here is you know of course all of us were ex-athletes so we understand the respect and you know the word craft right the hours the blood sweat the tears the vulnerability you have to be to get to that stage um so i'd completely agree with stefan where like yes entertainer is a wrong word we get entertained by it you know places like msg are super flashy and have mascots and light shows and things that are entertaining but i think most people go to sports games to appreciate what these men and women are putting out there Like to, to see that physical feat at its finest. Yeah, it's just it's just for <laughs> and me. There's a lot of respect behind that. For me, that. like I don't like there's some stuff that I don't really like in American sport that uh like uh like the trade like getting trade like I I feel like getting trade is not like something that that should happen in life like 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 I have like we at some point we have to realize that those guys they have family where they where they're actually living and like I can't believe that sometimes like. Some, someone can just come home and say, hey, like, hey, honey, like, we just got traded to Philly. I was like, what do you mean we got traded to Philly? Like, I got I got friends. My my kids got friends. They go to school. Like, th 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 it's a real life. So, and we just treated like, just, oh, yeah, but, but you make, like, five million a year or ten million a year. Yeah, but I got friends. Like, my kids got friends. Like, right now, if, if I get traded, like, right now to L.A. from my job right now, My wife would be like pissed. I was like, yeah, but like we're winning like two million dollars. Like, so what? Like, like I'm missing like uh, like I had like a job that I like, and my kids are like, like they they don't have no friends right now, and it, so that's that's one of the part. Like, I, I like I, I think there's a the money thing like when the state is so big, like like we don't have that in Canada except like in hockey, but the money like it's so big that we kind of accept like everything. We kind of like, we treat athlete as commodity, and for me. That's part of the, the, the thing sometimes that you see right now. There's like a clash. You, you can see like mostly in the NBA, like people are speaking up. Like I, I saw like Draymond Green was really mad this year about some stuff. And I think that's part of it. Like, the, like we're not entertainer. We're just like we're normal human being too. And I know we, 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 do, we do have a lot of money. But we still like go go home and uh, LeBron when he go home to his his son and uh, sons and, and daughter he hasn't he has the same problem as me with, with my kids like they, they don't listen to him like <laughs> they don't listen to him they don't they, they don't want to do like, the the course at, at home so they they have like, some trouble with friends at, at school and stuff like that and I I think we don't some of the time we don't acknowledge that enough in sport and in American sport because of so much money. I think we just forget it. It's just like, for us, it's just like, oh, like they're, they're over it. 
Yeah, I mean, to to Ahmad's point, like, and I think we're kind of hitting the apex of this, right? Like, you know, how, why do we qualify them as entertainers or entertaining or what's the money about? But, you know, Ahmad really said it. It's a business, right? And so unfortunately, in your businesses, if a piece of the business is not working, they have to make the change, right? So I hate to bring back up Myers, but, you know, he got traded from Portland and there's a really interesting TikTok actually his wife made months ago about them finding out on Twitter. Like your life gets turned upside down via a social media platform. That to me is just such a crazy experience, but you know, it is something that every athlete acknowledges when they get to that level, at least in the States, when you get to the NBA, the NFL, this is part of your reality. For a lot of NFL guys, especially special team players, this is something that, you know, they have to have those conversations with their wives, with their families about, hey, this season we could be in Cleveland, next season we could be in Buffalo, get a jacket, sweetie. It's, you know, it's part of the dedication that you make as an American athlete to play in these pro levels. And I think everybody on this call can acknowledge, you know, the sacrifice that athletes make a lot of the time are undervalued, at least in my opinion, right? Like I bet everybody on this call has had those moments in their childhood where they would rather be going out with their friends, but they had to go practice their craft. And I think that is something that works its way up through every single level. Um, And yes, Dom, it would be a perfect world where we could just let everyone like be like, hey, you're going to stay with the Lakers for the rest of your life. You're going to live in LA. I hope you love the sun. Um, But then the Titans are... Not Titans. Yeah, you can get the Titans. I was like, I was like mixing sports yeah, for a second. If, but Tennessee calls. If, if you, if you uh, like, I understand that. Like, I, I don't want to drag too much the podcast today because I love, I love what we're doing right now. But like, the, let's say just the Europe mindset like, about sport. Like, it's much different. Like, when you go like to Europe to to play soccer, you more in control of actually your destiny. Like, you're actually you're gonna ask a team to release you or somebody else going to buy your contract. It's like, it's different. Like the, they have to buy the right to your contract and then you, you, you have to accept to go to this location because you're kind of uh, much more in control. Like over here in the States, it's, it's really, you, you really part, like they draft you to a team. You have to be there. And after that, like you just, they just pick you around. And I, I just think there's other models actually that we just don't know because we're just so used to it and there's so much money like in the NBA NFL but you see in Europe it's much different like like Messi like he can actually like like decide what he's going to do with his contract and much more Ronaldo like he's like the big time he's like hey I'm going to play over here and that's that's just it like uh, and uh, like those guys Neymar He's, he's, he's going like, okay, I, I'm playing for for this team, and now I'm going uh, uh, over this team, and they're going to buy my contract. It's, it's much different. So I think there's still, like, there might be some other stuff, like the the other way to see sport, actually. That's what I, I, I'm always, like, looking around. Like, is there, like, other way to see the way we treat our athlete? Because, and just to finish on that, like, uh, Joel, you were talking about politician and stuff like that. And, and just today, I just, like, I don't know why I tweet that, but... The first time in, in COVID situation, the COVID and everything, like like every politician were talking about COVID and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's a big thing. And I was actually in Costa Rica when we all like hit surfing again. So I was with my my wife and kids in, in surfing. And my wife, she's a doctor. She, so she was like, yeah, like, we have to go back to Quebec. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's a big thing. You And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like it's not that big. Like I was listening to the politician, but you know who like made me change my mind? Adam Silver, when they actually shut down like the the NBA, and I was like, oh, this is serious. So sports is really like big. Like it's, I think it's bigger than what we think actually in, as a culture. That when when the NBA, and if you look, uh, look back a year ago, when the actually NBA shut down, it kind of gave like the okay for everybody to say, hey, this is serious. So mm-hmm. I think that the like for me like the. Uh, the sports uh, sport itself has like in the next, and I, I feel it, that we're gonna see it too. Like in the next like twenty years, we might see a shift actually to other things that that could be better for athletes actually because the money is gonna be there. Like, and I always say that like right now, LeBron he could start his own NBA, and we he, like it, it, people will follow because the money is from like the TV and the money is from the Nike for him. So. He doesn't really need like people like like uh, he doesn't really need the, the Lakers right now. So this is pretty uh, weird stuff. Like he doesn't need the Lakers when you think about it. 
Yeah, I I think just to go back on Bianca's. No, was it you? Well, back to the whole trading part. I just feel like yeah. that just keeps everything interesting. Like it really keeps NBA interesting. Like you can go and wake up one day on Twitter and be like, "Whoa, they released him. He's going here." Like it just keeps everything spicy, and I think that's kind of a reason why basketball is so like super. Basketball and football is big in the United States more than any other sport because of the fact that they can really just. Hey, guess what? You don't you don't play for no more. Which is sad, yes. But if you think about it, it's kind of like everyday life. Like the boys in the military, that oh, you, you're stationed. You just got you getting shipped over to Iraq. Like you was just in Africa. Like you know. And it's kind of similar to like you going to work one day and oh, here's your pink slip. Good luck. See you. Like you know. But it is sad though. Don't get me wrong. It is sad. Yeah. I would probably be mad if I woke up one day and I leaving. <laughs> so yeah. We. <laughs> we Americans love drama. I'm not gonna lie, and uh, so I think a great way yeah, to wrap this up, just as we kind of came in, was uh, so we talked about TV, we talked about drama, and I think we've mentioned a few shows. I would love to hear everybody's quarantine sports, either documentary or show that has just like for me, it was Hard Knocks. Like I live for Hard Knocks every season. And that definitely got me through some stuff during COVID. <laughs> Jewel, it may be Drive to Survive for you. I think I hear that coming. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, oh, well, for me, I just re-binged. Well, I re-watched uh, Last Chance You. Uh, that was cool. I really like Last Chance You. I just like Juco. Like, I love seeing players, like, <laughs> Like be top of the like like five star athletes not have the grades or not have the funds or whatever and then they gotta take an alternative route and still go through because you can easily get lost in JUCO like easily you could easily fall off and then just seeing them do all that hard work and it finally pays off like I love it and it'd be schools that have like no kind of funding like and they'd be having real life situations like last chance he was just so raw I love it so yeah. We would have to have a whole episode of this podcast dedicated to just JUCO and understanding that whole system. I love JUCO. <laughs> what about what about you, Stefan? What's your what's are you in documentary? Because I I can't talk about that. Like I I'm not, I'm a fiction guy. Like I like when it, when it's time to listen to Netflix, I don't want to have like documentary for me. It's only fiction, only only fiction. So what about, <laughs> huh? Oh. <laughs> that was a good show. Um, so when it first started, I was watching The Last Dance religiously. I think they were they aired two episodes every Sunday. And I mean, I sat in front of my TV like a kid on the weekends, like literally could not wait. Um, since then, I've watched, I want to say I watched two of the um, Last Chance U football seasons that are on Netflix. And then just yesterday, I started the basketball one. And so that's what I've been binge watching all throughout yesterday and today. Don't worry. It just came out so yesterday. So you're you're right on time with it. All right, solid. I've been loving that though, because I also agree it's raw. Like I, I appreciate a good, I guess. I don't want to say, yeah, I guess underdog story. No, There's something real you, about that. It's something that's humbling. It's something that's easily identifiable. Like, yeah, that's just it, it hits different. Yeah, last chance you for sure. Um, I got put on to the football season, and then I just I ate that up because I just appreciate being, like, reminded of, like, places where I come from. So, like, even to get to UCLA, I basically had to be that athlete that just focused on school and focused on three sports and, you know, was outside of sports in the gym or training or studying or doing chores. You know, like, I didn't have a social life. So seeing how, you know, that grind and understanding, like, how hard that is and, like, the dedication that it takes and seeing them applied in community college is, like, something that I, like, I admire and respect. Then also my boy... My boy Stu, he on the new season of uh, Last Chance You, so you know yeah. you can ask him about you can ask if, if you can ask him about my shot. Uh, that's a that's a good way to, <laughs> to end it because I want one of the things that I, we talked me and Bianca is that uh, first of all, like I love what we just did today. Uh, me and Bianca, we've been doing like the, uh, the, the this kind of podcast like for a while now for like a month, and it's always different. It's always always different. I think I think this has a potential actually to be special because. For some reason, college people like you, you the youngest generation, I think you're a little bit more like awake uh, on, on some of the, the, the new stuff uh, 
that just you you guys are gonna push society so that's that, that's a, that's the way I see it and I just see it right now on the podcast today um I would love like to maybe uh split trying to split like, like, like let's say Stefan and, and Stefan since you East Coast maybe get one of your friends or uh, one or two friends like next week and have have a discussion about uh, about like just a continuous discussion about what we just had today and uh, and maybe have Bianca as a host and me as a host and you guys on the west coast uh, maybe doing the same thing uh, maybe a, li a little bit later uh, if we can do it i don't know how i can do it because it's so late right now uh, <laughs> but like we i would love that i'm i'm happy i'm happy to hold it down with the okay. west coast guys and we can talk to you <laughs> next week i'd love that yeah, well. leave because i should hit up the your spot <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do it do it <laughs> I, I would like you to guys like bring bring some some people either from ucla more, more people from ucla or uh and uh stefan more people from duquesne and stuff like that and just like start like a college kind of a college movement about like just talking about stuff uh that i think are important and uh about sports so Let's let's wrap it up for today because we're about that's the longest one. We're actually gonna do like part one and part two of this one because it's too long. So I never go over like 45. So we gotta have a part one, part two. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it on uh, on this weekend and uh, probably this weekend. Yeah, but I'm gonna have time to edit and uh, I'm gonna post it. But next week, we'll, I would love like to maybe to have you guys have like bring one friend stuff like that and keep talking about the the how, uh, like the. I think it's more about the culture of sport. That's what that, that was what we all talked today. So I think it's really interesting. I love it. I love it. Thanks, y'all. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's fine. <laughs>